1: And how to leave a mark in this world after breaking through your next achievement. You are moments away from the aha you've been seeking.
2: Hi, welcome back to Success to Significance. I'm your host, Jen Duplessis. And my guest today is Corinne Hancock, who is the former director of clinics and training programs for Project Cure a global leader in bringing medical aid to low income countries. She is a certified leadership coach who has worked on numerous contracts with the Department of State and the Department of Defense, helping to develop the next generation of African leaders and improve healthcare systems in some of the most underserved war-torn parts of our world. She has worked in conjunction with several for-profit, and non-governmental organizations to help them thrive in chaos. Corinne is the founder of The Curiosity Project, a nonprofit organization that provides health and entrepreneurial opportunities in countries where people have limited access to resources. She regularly leads groups of both medical and non-medical professionals to remote villages where the teams provide medical and entrepreneurship training. She is a mother of two teenage boys and a hobby farmer. She knows the pressure and exhaustion of keeping it all moving forward. She puts her chaos model to the test daily. So Corinne, thank you for joining us today. I'm so happy to have you. I'm so happy to be here too, Jen. This is so great. It's fun because one of the things I really love about podcasts is that we've actually been talking for now almost a half an hour in the green room. We haven't even. Oh,
0: it's true. <laughs> oh that is I, it's it's
2: what I do love about this. Hour. Yeah. And it's like, well, why didn't we just make that the podcast? But I do that on purpose because we want to get to know each other a little bit better and before we head into this opportunity. So I want to just ask you a couple of questions. First, I want to get started with how did you get into the work that you're in? Because obviously, the decision to be so selfless and go out into the big, bad world. And then you've got this aspect that you work with the Department of State and Department of Defense. So how did this passion sort of marry up with the
0: business aspect of it as well? Well, I think it's a question I get asked a lot because it's sort of like, well, how do I, especially from young people, how do I be you when I grow up? And I (laughs) keep thinking like, I think it's a little different than it actually occurs. But I think (laughs) that the short answer is I've always said yes to the things that most people say no to. And I think it started back all the way from my senior year in high school, the senior year and the senior trip and all the seniors were going off to Mexico. And I remember even at that young age thinking, that sounds horrible. I have no desire to do that. And I signed up on my own and went on a mountain survival, two-week alpine course through Outward Bound. And I remember- Oh my gosh, Outward Bound. I know. (laughs) And I remember even thinking during that time, like in a snow cave and going, why do I do this to myself? My friends are probably on the beach drinking beers and I'm having to make a snow cave to survive tonight. And so I think that's sort of just always been me. I'm always sort of pushing the limits and trying to find maybe the deeper meaning, trying to just take everything I can out of life and wanting really, I guess, extreme experiences, not from the sports side, but from pushing myself into areas that I've always been uncomfortable in.
2: Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's interesting. So we talked about this briefly in the green room too. You don't want to say, well, I was born a girl and blah, blah, blah <laughs> You know, like go down the whole road, but you went to college for whatever you went to college for, but how did you stumble into doing what you're doing now, sans COVID, doing right. what you're doing now and really kind of charging forward as soon as a catastrophe
0: happens or something bad happens, you're just like there. Yeah. Helping. Well, I think that, and I did in college when you start to look back you see how it all lines up and in college I studied human development and cultural anthropology so I was a cultural anthropologist fascinated about why humans do what they do and then as I moved on it was specifically connected to development and especially people in crisis so I then studied abroad in college very similarly again like my outward bound story is that my friends were going to Spain and France and I picked a program that took me to I studied abroad in Nepal, Russia, and China. So I went on a very interesting study abroad program and that set the tone for all of it because you start, you get this hunger and this desire. And I just started, and I lived with host families and I ended up moving to the UK. I lived in London for many years and ended up marrying a Brit and, you know, spent some time doing that. And it was making connections and just always seeing the gaps and looking for ways to make an impact. I've always wanted to help and make an impact. And then having the desire to be in crazy parts of the world and have those experiences just kept leading to more and more opportunities. Yeah,
2: that's very interesting. One of the things I'm going to talk about here is because I know a lot of this has, it's all thriving in chaos, right? And obviously we're in chaos with COVID right now. And some people have more chaos than others, and there's different types of chaos. And one of the things that I loved about your one sheet was just the different definitions of chaos. So I'm going to go through this for just a second. I know that you don't have listed that these are the definitions, but this is what I received from it, which is leaders who are looking for effective conflict resolution techniques. That is chaos. When you Mm -hmm. live in conflict, and don't know how to handle it as a leader. And of course, you know, the big buzzword this next year is leadership. It's everywhere. Tony Robbins is talking about it. Dean I can never get his name right. Grzowski, Grinowski, Grinzowski, whatever. It's perfect. Oh, I'm sorry, Dean. I'm sorry because I'm in one of their courses and leaders operating in challenging environments in what we're doing with the COVID cocoon that we're in, right? Or someone said the vid, I got the vid, the vid cocoon. and. The need to navigate disruptive change, which is what we've experienced as well, and new ways to collaborate with others effectively, like how do you get on the other side of that sort of breaking to that ceiling, increasing your effectiveness, right, with organizational change. So this is all business related, but then there's also an aspect of the human relation as well and the effectiveness of communication. So I want to make sure that everyone understands what your definitions of chaos are, because Some people would say I'm chaotic because I'm an A-plus personality, but thank goodness my dad's personality comes in and that side of my personality becomes the string to my own helium balloon of chaos, right? But we're dealing in a lot of chaos with COVID right now. And I guess what my question to you is this, is in the business environment, Mm -hmm. and sometimes this is chaos in our own heads too, because a lot of us are staying at home and saying, maybe I don't want to go back to that job. Right. And so what kind of chaos is going to ensue Is an All the self-reflection. Right? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all that like shifting. What, goes to, on. what really
0: matters to me? Yeah.
2: Right. So here we are in COVID during the time that we're talking about this. So I just want to talk about this briefly and then we'll get on to your four C's of chaos. But what are you seeing as the most prominent chaos right now? Because you do work in health and you do work in entrepreneurship and you work with the government. So,
0: ooh. <laughs> yeah, it's um, always chaos. Well, I think something, when we talk about those ideas of chaos, I think there's also to differentiate a little bit between crisis, right? Crisis is the event, and it can come in all shapes and sizes, from forgetting your keys, your cell phone when you're running out the door, to COVID hitting your company or your frontline people. So that's sort of the crisis, the event. I think chaos is the reaction. It's the reaction we have to that event. And so I say that chaos happens when your reality is different from your expectation. Oh, that's good. So if you look at it like that, it's sort of now you have something to control because people feel like chaos is always things that are outside of our control. A lot of it is, but our reactions to it aren't. And so I also say that it's also maybe setting more realistic expectations based on the current circumstance. So my work, especially before COVID and when I was working overseas, I was always expecting it to be chaotic. I knew it was going to be, I just didn't know when it was going to happen, but I knew something was going to be different than what I was expecting. The bus wasn't going to show up on time or my supplies weren't going to come in or a team member was going to get sick. Like something was always going to change. And it's the same in the business world. I think with what's happened now with COVID is that it has all just hit so fast and so quickly. It's just so magnified. And I keep telling my clients right now that it's nothing new. It's just magnified, but it magnifies the good and the bad. That's what I love about chaos because it magnifies things that also are really good, right? If you think about over this past year of the things that we have become so creative, our A players have stepped up in ways that we're like, oh my gosh, and we're innovating and we're creative and we're finding new ways to connect with our family and we're doing fun things that we've just never done before. But it also shines a spotlight right in the areas that we already knew were there, in our processes, in those gaps. And so, so much of what I talk about in chaos is one, identifying, first of all, like, let's get more realistic about what it actually is, because it's always been here. But really, I think it's just your reality showing up different than what you were expecting and how Mm -hmm. you respond to that and how you lead others through things that keep changing is critical.
2: Yeah. I'm giggling as I'm saying this. You're saying crisis and I'm laughing, (laughs) right? If you go to the YouTube and watch this, it's funny because I'm laughing because you and I were talking about before about how last night, yesterday, my entire day was sort of reorganizing my office. Now, people that have seen me before, the backdrop is different. What's different is my desk. I'm in a, standing sitting desk now. I've got a little bit of both
0: going oh, on. Me too. I have that now too. It's, so
2: yeah, it's, it's my father's drafting table that I used when I was in college as well. And oh. so it, I feel like my dad's with me all day today. It's just a weird sensation, but I'm laughing about it because my husband, I said, are you sure you want to do this today? Because <laughs> are you sure? Because we've got screens and I'll let everybody mm-hmm. see it, right? We got yeah, all kinds, of, like, I've got like, a and everything. Screens. Yeah. I've got my mirrors causing trouble now that I'm higher. It's like a big mess. And as he was putting it all together last night, you can imagine the words that were being used. Yes. <laughs> and he, yes. he throws himself in this chaos. And it was so funny. He's like, it's your computer. It's only your computer that you get. And I'm like, you've always said that and you've always got this result. And it's ne-, he goes, it can never be easy. It can never be easy. It always has to be like this. And it's funny you're saying this because why does his expectation think it's going to be plug, 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 bing at work?
0: Right. And if he he had already already said that, he already knows it's going to be hard. So (laughs) you learn how to prepare for chaos. That's what I always tell people. You're never going to be chaos proof But you can be chaos ready. So he may want to plan a little more extra time if he's working with you (laughs) (laughs) on your computers and set those realistic expectations. But that's been a big part of this too, is leaders now needing to really set realistic expectations that right now, some things are really hard. Now, most companies I've been working with lately are having the most record-breaking years that they've ever had. Now, not everyone's having that experience, but either side of the equation still causes chaos. doesn't mean that it's bad. It can be really good too. And so I really, my whole goal is always helping people like use chaos to their advantage because one, it's never going away. It's always going to be here, but like embracing it, like starting to really use it for something, use it for a force of good because there's so much opportunity within it. But also being real and helping people that it is frustrating and hard. Like your husband had a challenging time and you want to acknowledge that and have empathy as well, but still move forward. Yeah. Moving
2: forward is me walking out of the room. <laughs> 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 I just avoided it. I was like, oh my God, oh. he's Italian and French. So he's just, ah, yep. you know, everything, everything that happens is chaos for him. Everything's <laughs> magnified, no question about it. So as we I want to kind of address a couple things. It looks like we're going to stay in COVID for a while, right? Mm-hmm. I guess I was in Vegas this past week for the whole week and it was good to get out, but it was a ghost town, wow. ghost town. It was crazy. And somebody there, I was talking to one of the Uber drivers and he said, one of the hotels isn't going to open until June. The Palms is shut down. Rio is shut down. Now we know Rio is going to be kind of blown up anyway, but it's shut down. There's nobody in five towers. Palms is shut down. Nobody's working there. So it's not even that it's just slow. <laughs> there's just not enough to go around. Right. And even at the Bellagio, my hotel was $88 for the night. Yeah. Wow. And there's some hotels that are $33 that are like really nice hotels. So go to Vegas. It's like, how can quarantine they, but how yourself can they survive?
0: Right. But like That's the, crazy. how can they keep
2: going. Yeah, there's just no way. And the buffets are shut down. They'll probably never open again is what they're saying is that the buffets are probably never, ever going to open again. So it looks like we're going to be in COVID for a little longer. So I'd like to address, and I'm going to let you know what the second half of this is. I'd like to address if you're feeling angst and you're Mm -hmm. feeling this tension and stress still, some tips on how to Get over it, right? And I yeah. don't mean it badly. It's just like how do yeah. just deal with it, right? Because it's here, it's staying. It's be a year pretty soon, and how do we deal with it? But at the same time, the moment that we're released, <laughs> we're released. <laughs> we're born free, and when we become born free, there's going to be other chaos that we're going to encounter because the world is different. Even yeah. when we can't wear masks, there's going to be people that wear masks, even though right. we can't hug. There are going to be people that don't want to hug. There's going to be all kinds of things. How do we cope with that as well? So, mm-hmm.
0: so how do you really prepare for the so
2: incoming how do you chaos too? Get the yeah. readiness for it, right because I've been saying, look, it's a COVID cocoon, mm-hmm. and when the cocoon opens up, we can either fly away and be beautiful butterflies and survive this, or we can be all shriveled up and die. We don't mm-hmm. want to say that, but we shrivel yeah. up. So, what are some tactics we can use while we're in this, and then yeah. things that we want to be looking for triggers or signs? on the
0: backside of this that we can learn to cope and deal with? Yeah, well, I think it's huge. And I think if we really look back to the beginning of this, of how we felt and how there was such extremes then to like people like this will be, this is fake or this will be over next week to I'm never leaving my house again. There was just this such like dichotomy. Yeah. And it still is that way. And then, so I think surviving it during this time, like I said, I liked using the word thriving because I feel in the context that I come from, of working in some of the most stressful and chaotic parts of the world, when you hear this of like finding gratitude, great. All of those are great tactics. Yes. Keep finding the things that you love to do and that are good, that make you happy. But I think it's always for me, it's about mission, like having a mission, having a goal, having something that you can focus on for right now that you can actually accomplish. And so, whether it's something really small, like by the end of this weekend, I want to get my office cleaned out and organized and feel good, creating small wins for yourself right now because we don't know what it's going to look like. It keeps changing all the time. We have so many different things happening. Like, I get an email, probably like many of you, every week, like, my kids are going back to school in April. I'm like, yeah, right now. Like, I don't know if that's really true. And so, we sort of have gotten conditioned to not really believe anything, or we don't want to set false expectations or hope. But I think then pulling things down into things that we can control. So Mm -hmm. what can you create that inspires you as a micro mission to accomplish? And it is small things like reorganizing my CRM. Do I want to do that? Absolutely not. But it'll be so beneficial, right? Like, what are things that you can create win-wins in? Like things that are going to really benefit you in the future, that you can take care of right now. But if you break it down small enough, then it becomes fun and doable. So I've started to create with my clients and with myself, some small task list ideas that are micro missions that feed into my big mission. Our big mission is still who we are and what we're here to do. That isn't going away. I still want to be a great mom and I want to lead my people and I want to run my nonprofit and I want to do a great job in my work. But some of those things are really causes huge anxiety. Like, I don't know if I can do that in the same way, but hey, we made gingerbread houses this year for the first time, Woo! like (laughs) when, you know, like so set more realistic expectations and find the wins in the good stuff, in the small stuff. So I think that really helps right now in the anxiety because if you're feeling anxious, I would say your mission's just too big. Just pull it in to something that you can take care of this week. And sometimes it's even, what can I get done in the next hour? what am I even trying to accomplish in this hour? What about this week? And just pull it in. It's nothing is forever. Nothing. You'll get back to these big, big, big stuff. But right now, focusing on the small stuff that feeds into the big stuff for the future is awesome. So I play around in that realm. And I think when we look at how do we prepare for when we get set free, I think Being excited about it for one, focusing on the things that you're looking forward to. What are some of the things that you're so looking forward to? Like, I can't wait to just go to a restaurant and order food normally where I don't have to use my phone and try to figure out these apps. And like, I can't wait to go out to eat with friends. That will be so it is, these small things. But yeah, the world will look different. And I think setting realistic expectations and staying in. What are we really trying to accomplish? What is important? What do we want for the future? What do we want for ourselves? And I know so many people are starting to reevaluate their work-life balance because we've had an experience now. I mean, for me, I have never been home this much in my children's entire lives. Yeah, I mean, you yeah, guys, me I've too. spent my whole career traveling and when they were younger, I spent all of my time overseas, two weeks in the field and two weeks home. Yeah, for almost five years, when they were like school age in elementary school, that's a lot. It's not like in the field was in Boston; that was like in the middle of the Congo. So right. it was insane, and I've never been home this much, and it's been incredible. So, what are some things that you've learned during this time that you want to keep doing in the future? I think there's value in thinking about that. I don't think I want to have the same insane travel schedule like I had before. No,
2: I know. Yeah, it's funny you say that because I just was at a mastermind in Vegas and we were all talking about that is because we're all speakers and coaches and podcasters and that type of thing. And gosh, we're just saying, is that worth it? And it was funny because toward the end, I was struggling with it because I happened to mention to you that I was on a 45 day like constant And my last place was Vegas that I came home on a Monday and Wednesday, they shut the world down, right? They shut the entire United States down. But I was happy because I'm not a spring chicken anymore. And my legs were killing me. And I have like five different pairs of compression socks. And I'm going, why am I having to carry all this other crap with me when I'm going
0: out there? Because
2: because I'm really sensitive to my health and what's going on by the city. And then I came in and all I do is sit anyway. And so for me yeah. this year, and I'm plant-based, so I know I eat well, but it's the movement. Ah. And I actually found that I was actually more sedentary sitting here at the house. Hence the reason the office has been changed,
0: right? Ooh, yeah, but it took a us a point. year to
2: get it pulled together, nine months to get it pulled together. And it's not the whole office, it's just my standing desk. And I could have easily brought it in, but it needed some work and that kind of stuff. So, but yeah, I think that we're now saying, well, wait a minute, maybe I don't want that schedule. This is just mm-hmm. as good for me. I'm still doing well. I'm having mm-hmm. a great year, just like you are. It's my best year. And, and it's because we're just more focused.
0: We're totally more- I think definitely we're more focused. And I feel like, yeah, we're more focused and it's providing that clarity. We talk about clarity a lot and it's providing that clarity of, again, mine is a lot too around the clarity of mission of what am I even trying to accomplish? What is the goal? What's the end game? What am I doing all this for in the first place? So fine, you can set these goals and set your goals for how much money you want to earn or how many clients are. You need measurable Or You want goals. to even be in your business anymore. You want to transfer right. out or
2: you're done being an entrepreneur and you're going to go back to the workforce. So one way or the other.
0: Right. And just having that specificity that's measurable and saying, okay, I know I've accomplished this. It's finding that way to sort of figure that out. And I think a lot of people are in sort of, wow, what am I doing now? What is all this for? Because we're also not able to be busy in the noise of being busy. We're having to sort of laser focus. And that's been fun, actually. Yeah.
2: And I mean, you and I are laughing about you have four C's, I have five. My very first one's clarity, just like yours. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about these four steps to this chaos action plan. So when you're in this chaos, you feel like you're in chaos, what are the steps? And I know one is clarity, and that's just get clear of your goal and your mission, right? Is there anything else? It
0: is, well, so you're getting clear on your mission, but I say, so one, first of all, the action plan is very much because, so I'm a cultural anthropologist by trade, right? And so I love to study why people do what they do, and especially in chaos or in a crisis. So when something changes outside of your control, Mm -hmm. people have a default reaction. So either people are going to avoid it, So I call it the ABCs. So there's an avoiders, blamers, and complainers. So (laughs) all of us have a default reaction. We all are going to do one of those things. Like you said when your husband was getting crazy about the computer, like I'm just going to avoid it. I want (laughs) to just avoid it. And unfortunately, I hate to admit about myself, but I'm kind of a blamer. So I go straight to blame because I feel like I've done everything that I was supposed to do. And so if something changes that's outside of my control or my reality is different from my expectations. I blame someone else and then I usually blame myself because I feel like, oh, I must have done something wrong. And then you see those people on the sidelines just complaining. They're usually just hanging out. So (laughs) everything I teach and I talk about is how we move ourselves and others out of the ABCs, out of the avoiding, blaming and complaining and into action. It's always about taking action. So that's why I created the action plan. And the clarity is the first part of the action plan. And yes, clarity of mission, but when you're in chaos, no one's going to be able to hear or care about the mission unless you define the threat first. Okay. So think about this. We're all in self-preservation mode. So yeah. again, think about this from a biological point of view. People stay in Lizard self-preservation. Yeah. yeah. And it's literally not because they're jerks or they're selfish. We all are. Our sphere is just a little bit bigger. So it seems like we care about a whole bunch of other things, but we don't. We still just care about ourselves. It's a natural biological instinct to preserve, protect. You add something like a health pandemic. You add things like the economy. Oh my gosh, everyone's in self-preservation mode. So you must actually define the threat first. It's clarity of what's the actual threat. Because yeah. there's so much perceived versus real. So once yeah. I know what the real threat is, then I can create clarity of mission because I don't even know what I need to accomplish unless I know what's at stake first.
2: Yeah, it's kind of like, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? Right, and versus having great intention, yes. great, okay. And you so know, this... always
0: lasering in. Everything I do is taking the noise because where I'm working in most of the world and where my background is from, it's not from a corporate background. It is from being in chaotic situations where truly your health and your safety, like personal security is at risk. And you don't have time to avoid blame and complain if things change outside your control. If you do that, probably something really bad is going to happen. So you must figure out how to take action immediately. And the first thing I need to know is what's at risk? What's the threat? What's at stake What's truly going on? Have you
2: seen the social dilemma yet? Mm Mm-hmm. So I did. So, how is that impacted? So by the way, if you haven't seen it, you have to listen to it or watch it. It's on Netflix. But where do you think that plays a role in the threat that people have? Because I think that some people, if they see that, I mean, I think they could just start conspiracy theorying the whole everything. And I mean, that would create chaos for them. But I guess one of the things that challenges me and why this comes up is like getting clear on what the actual threat is when we don't really even know, given what the social dilemma is telling
0: us. Right. Well, again, it's bringing it, but bringing it down. Well, absolutely. But it's bringing it into your life then what's the impact on you. So everything I'm always wanting to know is so sure, maybe that's happening. So, right. Like all those things and being a mother and seeing that and feeling like my kids are older. So I already feel like I I watched it. It made me feel like I failed as a mother because I let my kids have their phones and they're teenagers now. And so yeah. I've then decided to look at it and all everything I look at is then what's the impact? What is the impact on me? What's the impact on word. you? It's yeah. the key. Everything is it's yeah. about the impact. So what is the perceived threat versus the actual threat? Okay. So what's the real threat right now? Like for some people in this pandemic, they've lost most of their revenue or they've had to lay right. off people or their business has drastically changed end okay, but what's the impact? What's the yeah. impact on you? So you yeah. say that your business revenue is down. Okay, does that mean like the impact right now is you need to sell everything because you can't eat tomorrow? Or what's really going on? The revenue's down in this moment. Walk me through the impact. The realistic, real. What's yeah. actually happening? Not what's maybe going to happen or what could happen valuable to look at, to prepare, but if you look at the impact, Jen, if you really hone in on the impact and you follow that down the worst case scenario road, that's going to give you your more realistic Potential yeah. threats, and I mean, you can a, start to a, plan a for series
2: that. Series of yeah. questions too. I mean, it's digging mm-hmm. deeper. And then what? And why? And what? Yeah. what outcome
0: there. And again, and what are you worried about? It, What's the worst yeah. that can happen? Yeah. yeah. And people are afraid to look at that. And that's what I've really yeah. seen in my business over the past year. Because as you see in this framework, it's providing that clarity. But first, the clarity of the threat, identifying mm-hmm. the impact of that threat, and from there, you create your mission. Your clarity of. What are you actually trying to accomplish? And from there, you move into the curiosity phase, right? What do you even have to work with? Your brain does this naturally because once you've identified the threat and the impact it's having, you already know what you're trying to accomplish. So you've already gone into, what do I have to work with? What are my resources, right? right? But who are you? Like, who am I being right now? How am I showing up so I can accomplish this? And then Once we really have that clarity and you identify realistically, let's say it's your business and you've now actually looked at your books, really looked at your sales projections or really seen, okay, Mm -hmm. yeah, actually I've got almost a six month buffer. If we rearrange a few of these things, okay, then you have to have the courage. That's that third part of it. Having Mm -hmm. the courage to really take action. How do you actually, once you know what you need to do, that's very different, as you know, in the work that you do too, just talking about it is very different. I'm always trying to move people out of avoiding, blaming, and complaining and into action. People are afraid to take action without clarity. Clarity equals security. The more clarity you can provide, the more secure people will feel, and people who feel secure can move into action. Also for ourselves. So how do you provide that for yourself? Yeah. And I
2: think I would say for me, it's an assessment, something that I just Mm -hmm. went through. I work with Darren Hardy. And so I do living your best year ever. And so we just finished our things and we're about ready to implement everything. And part of that for me was, it's kind of an interesting thought process here because I haven't had a chance to do it all year, but all year it's been move, 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 exposure, expand, expand, exposure, right? Like get all this stuff out there that was sitting sort of dormant. I mean, thank God. I thank God every day that he shut me down so that I had no choice <laughs> but to do what I should have been doing for two years. But it's funny that at getting ready for 2021 was a complete assessment of my fixed costs and my apps. Actually, yes, ever to do right because, mm-hmm. and that's who you say those little wins. Because I would just sit if okay, if we're going to Netflix binge tonight, I'm going to have my phone in front of me and I'm going to go through my apps. Yes, I really need this app, and this and that is does an suck, auto right? this
0: and yeah. auto renew, right? And, and just- that's this part of it. Like sometimes you got to embrace the suck, yeah, like yeah. that. Sometimes it's like having that clarity, it's not fun. But it's so good. Like, and yes. setting that expectation that this is going to suck. Like, I got to clean this out. I got to go through my subscriptions. I got to, like, we know we need to do these things. So yeah. Yeah. just do it, but break it down. And that's such a smart way to do it. Like, all right. And that's why I always joke with this, embrace the suck. Like, just, yeah, have a realistic expectation. We got to get through it. Yeah, we got to get through it. And and it's I not got forever.
2: It. I got yeah. through it. In fact, I'm going to show you. Oh my gosh, you won't believe it. I like sharing stuff. I love sharing yeah. stuff. This is a printout of all my content. Oh my god! Not my presentation, but this is like my ideas, my content, my this, that, and the other. And I have to get this in a systematic. And by the way, it's front and back. Oh, okay, that's incredible. I have to put this together in a systematic way because I find that true example of chaos. What am I going to talk about? I can talk about a thousand things. But right, I'm like, what am I going to talk about? I have to talk about, it. I don't have anything to talk about. Uh, yeah, I do. Yeah. I've got to compartmentalize this. I've got to lay it out so for smart. the whole year. So instead of having that chaos on a weekly basis, you know, that perceived yeah. chaos. Of, <gasps> yeah, that anxiety, that feeling right. of,
0: and even this is putting my all that term. together. Yeah, this is my long slash by the end of the year. It's incredible. So, but look where it already, have gotten to, look how far you've already, yeah. Right I mean, here. some people Ready, are in yeah. the place of like, all you yeah. got to do is start today. Yeah. If you don't have that much stuff yet, just do all of it in small increments. Yeah. Right? Oh, and I and have I, to. Yeah. You have to. And I think high <laughs> achievers sort of forget that part. Like, you just go, 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 go. But again, you can keep doing that, but now in that more systematic way of breaking it down. Yeah. And that's like, like I said, in the framework of the action plan, the final piece of it is the commitment, right? Yeah. Because you have the clarity. Okay, but the clarity of the threat first, then what's the impact it's actually having? And then what is the mission? What are you trying to actually accomplish? Getting curious about what you have to work with. Look, you've what you've just done there. You like, okay, actually I have all of this content. I'm gonna put it all together. You've created like what needs to happen right now. And then having the courage to take those action steps towards the solving or the creating or the whatever it is. The next step to the final part that wraps it around is, when you start feeling that sort of overwhelm or that disappointment or that frustration is the commitment, like remembering the mission, remembering why you even do what you do. Why are you here? Like, what is this for? What makes you excited about what you're doing? And so I remind people right now, of course, the gratitude is critical. I think that's just a natural part of our being and as humans, like keep always focused on that. Like that's low level stuff. This next level is like, recommitting to the mission. Like, what are you here for? Is it worthy of your life? Take actions that make you excited because this is it right here. What are you waiting for? So finding that clarity of like, here's what's the challenge. Here's what I'm trying to work on. Here's what I've got to work with. All right. Now I got to go for it. It's scary. Yep. It's hard. Yep. Embrace the suck. Yep. And now (laughs) just remember why you're doing it. What is it all for? There's a mentor of mine who said, you know, my goal is to live my life on the verge of tears. (laughs) And that's really like stuck with me of like in two ways, right? The tears of inspiration, like where you live on the verge of tears of being moved by that being moved to emotion of inspiration, I think is incredible. But also it's like living on the verge of tears of the freak out too, and how much that pushes us. And so I've really thought about that because, but that's, you know, but you don't, I mean, that's being playing in the, the game. game
2: versus not being in the game. You know, it's funny, the people that I'm coaching my students and stuff, I'm saying, look, while you have this opportunity, this is where you need to go in and embrace the suck because I said, yeah. this is when you want to go through your database. This is when you want to take a yes. look at branding. This is the time that you want. And that's what I did in the 12-week year. That 12 weeks was a lot of work. It wasn't content because at that time, I wasn't worried about content. I was worried about some foundational pieces so that need to be put into place. Right. So when you take these four, so I want to make sure I have them right. Cause I have something different in your email. That's why I'm making oh, sorry. Yeah. It. Yeah. So,
0: <laughs> yeah, so clarity, clarity, curiosity, courage, and commitment
2: and commitment. Got it. Okay. Got it. So tell us about an example in the time that we have left here, just to talk about how you walk through that process with some of the work that you're doing. And it can be an entrepreneurial or it can be something in Africa, whatever it is, wherever is you're working, where you were able to say, so this is how I applied it and what the outcome
0: was. Well, I think actually the best example is what I created during this pandemic, as so many of us having to reshift our entire business, no matter just working from home and the technology and learning new things. So not only did I transition my whole business, I have two teenagers at home. So trying to navigate the whole, School thing and online school, hybrid school, all of that changing on a daily. And sports and are they going to ever be successful adults? I don't know. Now I hope so. No, I'm kidding. They <laughs> right. will. But but anyway, it's so four years. Yeah, I mean it's all means. whatever, right? And so then also I see huge opportunity in chaos, and I was like, wow, this is also a great time to start another company. Why not, right? And so talk about like living my framework. And so what happened was is my significant other and I, we started climbing all of Colorado's 14,000 foot peak summits during this time. Super fun, amazing. We wanted a new challenge. We spent a lot of time overseas. We were missing some of that adrenaline and and we needed a new challenge that we identified a threat of like, we're bored, but not bored with work, but bored with like, let's try something new. So we're like, we're going to climb all of Colorado's 14,000 foot summits okay, there's 58 of them. So maybe that was a little <laughs> unrealistic in our expectations because yeah, that would the, be one a week with no rest. <laughs> yeah. So we were like, okay, well, let's try to climb as many as we can. But then what happened was when we started climbing them, we wanted to see if there was anything to commemorate them. Like what can we do to measure these? Or is there t-shirts or there wasn't anything. And we just sort of saw like there wasn't anything. So we decided to create our own challenge coin company. So we created this custom challenge coin, creating all of the peaks. And how could we support other local businesses right now during this time? How could we support other? He's a veteran. We want to support veteran-owned businesses. And during, so it was having the clarity. What do we really want to do? What do we have to work with? And having the courage to start a company during a pandemic was crazy. And then that recommitment to the mission, like, our mission is to inspire and motivate people to get outside right and try to accomplish things that they think are impossible so it was so amazing to sort of use my own framework on a daily when things kept happening and going wrong and designs being backed up supply chain being screwed up all these things outside of my control having to come in and say okay what's the threat what are we trying to accomplish right now and How do we keep moving forward? And, you know, it's the same with my nonprofit, right? We work and do medical trainings overseas. In Africa, we obviously weren't able to do that during this time. So I saw a huge opportunity when the hurricanes hit in Louisiana, which was devastating to them. Most of my team is based in Houston. So that's using the curiosity portion. I said, all right, it's a two-hour drive. And we created a disaster response team And we started going down to Louisiana and doing hurricane disaster response work. And it was incredible, totally different from what we do when we're overseas. But the mission was still the same. How do we make an impact in the areas that there was a gap? And so using and not being afraid to shift and change it. I didn't know if it was going to work or are we still going to keep that part of our company? I'm not sure. Well, like it's a process. So and COVID. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And I got covid. That was super fun. So let me just tell you, like just got off out of (laughs) and I not only did I get covid, I got it absolutely in the way that they said it was from my teenage son who got together with some friends and then we all went skiing as a family. So we were in the car together for a few hours. But the craziest part is, of course, it came when I had my busiest week. I had five virtual presentations and you guys, I thought I was going to die. I didn't even know. I was like, did I already say that? Like, what am I talking about? And I got like great feedback. So I'm not sure I got to go back and watch this stuff. Maybe our subconscious does do better work than we think. Right. (laughs) Yeah. So it's been definitely a
2: year. I love what you're doing. I love it. You know, so you're around chaos all the time. So people that are feeling like they're just overcome by chaos, they're going to want to reach out to you. So
0: what is the best way? There's multiple ways. Well, I think the there's multiple way to... ways. Definitely the, the best way to reach out, of course, my website, CorinneHancock.com. It's one R, two N's, C-O-R-I-N-N-E, Hancock, H-A-N-C-O-C-K. So CorinneHancock.com is a great um, resource for you. Follow me on LinkedIn. I put a lot of content on there, a lot of things that we're talking about. There's tons of resources on there. And of course, always on social media, we can connect that way too. But I say, just keep being curious, like about what's going on around you, what's perceived, what's real, and what are you really trying to accomplish? Yeah. I I love how you're able to
2: deploy so quickly. Something down in the hurricane because you have the tools. It's just a reapplication of the same thing. But I love that you would just come back and say, okay, let's get these four things, these four items out of the way. And then we have clarity and then we can take action so much yeah. faster. And it's funny. And I know you said that, but everything I do in my coaching is stop talking, take action, get results, right? Yes. And I love that. Because it's just a lot of, totally. It's and, the avoiding, and blaming, clarity, and complaining. Yeah. And that's why clarity is my number one C. The reason that the talking happens because people just aren't clear about what they want. And a lot of times the clarity is what they feel society wants for them, right? People were doing that just this past week saying, oh, one of my goals is to have a whatever kind of car. And okay, do you really, really want that car or does society pressure
0: you to think that that means success? Because that's not necessarily- That is huge. And what a cool way to start to look at it. Because again, it does, it starts to put it into that perspective of what do I really care about? Who am I? What is important to me? And now we are getting to redefine all of those things. So that is pretty exciting during that to really, really think about about that as we move forward through this. And I think what's so valuable to remember, is that idea of I love the stop talking and gain the clarity and take that action because it's all about moving forward, it truly is at whatever pace without comparing, just taking yeah, small your pace steps. Whatever makes you happy, yeah, right? Yeah. Because you have to remember, we scare people. Like, I can tell you that that's a big part of my framework, and the curiosity part too is to look at how we're occurring to others, especially as leaders, because I can tell you right now, all of our things that we think are so exciting and such great ideas and all the cool things I'm creating, my team is like, you are so unrealistic. You are out of touch. You are disconnected. You are not sensitive to our feelings. Like there's some negative that comes along with this that you have to really pay attention to that. Not Mm -hmm. everyone's experiencing the world the same as you. And not everyone thinks the same. And so I have to really meet people where they're at too. Oh, yeah. And also pay attention to, people will call me a chaos causer a lot because <laughs> that, a drama. I cause a lot yeah. of chaos. <laughs> yeah. yeah, You bring the drama, you develop
2: drama. Yeah, I know. And I think that's part of your personality. And I think that's a whole discussion about disc and colors and Maya Oh Ray yeah, and all those things is that we're definitely drivers. Both of us are drivers. Yes. So go, oh my God. Because we could go through those four steps, like boom, 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 a a month to go through those four steps, right? Or longer. And that's why they call Mm -hmm. you because they can't get through those steps. But this podcast is not just from success to significance. It is everything from success to significance, right? Yes. And I think that you're a perfect example of taking that success that you have and turning it into being impactful and significant for others, Mm -hmm. whether it's veterans, whether it's countries or the people in the countries or whether it's entrepreneurs. So I thank you for raising up and and climbing to a new elevation and new altitude to deliver that and be a leader in our community. So thank you.
0: Thank you. Well, and thanks for doing that and bringing that awareness to people and allowing a platform where we can share these stories and connect on these and talk about the things that we're always all thinking about. So I really appreciate what you create. So thank you. Of course, I absolutely love it. Well,
2: Corinne, thank you so much for being with us today. Yeah. It is such a pleasure and I wish you the best in 2021 because it's going to be great. Woo! Look, I'm calling it the Soaring Twenties. Ooh, that's fun. This is just the beginning. So, so what? It was the low end. This
0: is the Soaring Twenties. It's uphill from here. So I'm excited Absolutely. about it. Good. Well, I can hardly wait to see what, like I said... It's been such a crazy year, but a great year for so many too. So I wish everyone the best and health and well-being and keep taking care of each other and ourselves as we go through. Thank you, Jen.
2: Yeah, thank you so much. And everyone, thank you again for listening in. And please don't forget, give us a great five-star rating and please write a review. It's important for us to see the reviews as well. And I thank you for taking time in your day to share with us and hopefully this is Provided you with something that you can take some action on to move and propel your life forward. So we'll catch you next time.
1: You've been listening to Success to Significance with Jen Duplessis, the number one podcast for people wanting to give more value and make an impact. Loved this episode? Be sure to subscribe right now at ww.genduplessis.com slash s2s for more stories, strategies